brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Game of Microphones is happy to announce our collaboration with CMG Podcasts. Check them out at clovercrestmedia.com. What you are about to hear is a hyper-condensed version of Game of Microphones episode 108, covering Game of Thrones season 7, episode 6, Beyond the Wall. Comprised of highlights and bloopers from our full episode, the following clips are out of context and may be out of sequence. For more, go to GameOfMicrophones.com and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Spoilers ahead. Do you know what she did to me? She strapped me down on the bed. She stripped me naked. Sounds alright so far. We are the sword in the darkness. We are the shield that guards the realms of men. We are Game of Microphones. <laughs> ah, dick. I like it. <laughs> so funny. Classic. You're the one that they call the dog. Yeah. In- Great hound fashion. Fuck, Fuck off. off. <laughs> <laughs> so, nope, it's pussy for me. <laughs> I have a beauty waiting for me back in Winterfell. Thanks for the sound bite, Rachel. That's going at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why do you always get me to say those lines? I'll show you how a man ends it. <laughs> yeah. So badass. <laughs> There's a fucking spider. Oh. Sorry. Thanks. Another good sound bite. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Hold on. I was going to say that. Where'd go? Like, as we were starting our recording, I like got up silently and like stepped on a spider in my bare feet. <laughs> I don't know what to do. It's like dangling from the ceiling. Tell it that if it has any problems with you, you'll burn it alive. <laughs> Oh my god, sorry. That scared the shit out of me. It came down right in front of my face. No way. Uh, That's epic. And uh, it just goes to show you how sometimes shit things happen to good people, right? And that's something. Yeah, yeah, totally. It happens pretty common in Westeros. (laughs) They both lost their heads, too. Yeah. Yeah. Drinking wine out of the skull of Joe fucking Mormont. <laughs> Carl fucking Tanner. <laughs> Carl fucking Tanner. Legend of it's, Pit of Jen Alley. It's Fukin. 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 It's Fukin. Fukin. That's the best. <laughs> oh, man. I love Carl Tanner. And uh, this is when John sort of corrals Jorah off to the side and stops and uh, I'm like oh my god this is such a huge moment here he starts to loosen his sword belt and and, like always taking off that sword belt oh my god yeah yeah (laughs) battle of the bastards throwing it on the ground he looks super good doing it (laughs) all the ladies want John to take his belt off just like Ned did he 
admitted falsely to conspiring against Joffrey, forgetting about his own pride for the sake of the lives of his daughters. So John's going to do the same thing. It's like the one time Ned lied, he lost his head for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so cool, man. Yeah. I like it. So John's Jesus. Then we got the three wise men, Jorah, Beric, and Tormund. And who are the 12 apostles? Well, there's 12 of them that go out. Oh, 12 that go north, that range north? Yeah, so I I would call Benjamin the... The uh, The the 12, 12. gotcha. He'd be John the Baptist, I guess, I don't know. (laughs) Well, we already have John the Bastard, so yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That was cool. I like that. Yeah, because we used to make all these uh, connections with with religious symbolism from the show. Um, like back in season two, I think we were doing a lot of that. Oh yeah. So this you is also that was have cool. the Night King with his like four lieutenants, and they always remind oh, me of the, the four horse- horsemen of the yes. apocalypse. That's great. Yeah. So it's like the four horsemen of the apocalypse facing off against Jesus and the twelve disciples here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sort of puts Benny in the awkward position of being the whore of Babylon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Or is she Lucifer who falls from heaven on the dragon? Ooh. Bringer of light, right? That's what Lucifer means, the light bringer. And she shows up wielding the most blazing torch of all. It's true. So maybe, uh, so John is Jesus. Danny is Lucifer. (laughs) This is cool. And that's the whole, that's wow. That's deep. Because John is also, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to open this can of worms. I don't know, but he's also Hitler. I I kind of think of him as like Jesus Hitler or like, you know, he's sort of like, or, uh, you know, uh, 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 bizarro Hitler that's good. Why is he Hitler? Like okay, so he is the the dark haired, dark eyed leader of the the Targaryens of the you know the, Oh the Aryans, the Targ Aryans. Yeah, with their you know their blonde hair and not blue eyes, but well blue in the show. Anyway, um <laughs> you know, but the 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 Valyrians are definitely I think you know they're patterned on, you know, um Aryans. Sort of, yeah, sort of like Atlantis, but also like with the Nazis. We're, I think we're supposed to figure out that this all happened beforehand because it's it's so far away. It's like 1,000 miles from Dragonstone, right? There, it's impossible. Well, also, for, I mean, you make a good this. point, Duncan, because they don't have any fire and they're not going to like survive very long without food and water right. up, up on that rock and like below freezing temperatures. It's only been one night. Thoros died overnight. They wake up, Thoros is dead, and... And this is, yeah. you know, what's happening. And, and you don't see all the nights after that where they had to survive by eating flowers. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh my God. I, I never realized this until this, like yesterday when I rewatched it again and was just thinking like, oh shit, that's common practice. And, and why did J.R. want to bring Sam? Why was Sam so vital? <laughs> In case they had to eat that nice Because he's marbled. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of eating human flesh, Danny and John, they're so romantic together. I just love I love oh, my God. Those abs. <laughs> sitting there looking at his abs and his wound. Yeah, yeah. They're so rugged. That's when she like gets a close view of his wounds. She probably sees them though when Davos is stripping off his frozen. She uh, does. She's stuff. standing right there and she sees that 
all the scarring and his hot, sexy washboard abs. <laughs> yeah. Her mouth kind of drops open and right. she realizes that what Davos said is true and that there's something very magical about him. Yeah, exactly. She sees like a parallel of herself in him that he's like yeah. survived the like a miraculous situation type thing. And I think that she really starts to see him as an equal in that moment. But she's also seeing him as like, oh, wow, not only has he survived like miraculously and come back from death, but he's got this incredible body. Like, wow. <laughs> he's like an axe body spray model or something. Uh, like, yeah, he, like, he yes, may be little he for a hero, she but he's got how fat he is. There, there you go. <laughs> she sees how fat he is. There, there you go. Totally. Two meaning. Yeah, uh, cut. Yeah, because he's so cut. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll Literally up. cut up by yeah. knives. <laughs> yeah, he's like yo, that guy is cut. <laughs> <laughs> With Jorah mentioning like the sword, the sword serving John's children, and we also have Tyrion talking about Danny and what's going to come after her. The, the idea of succession, and here she's talking about how she can't have children. All these mentions of John and children and Danny and children. It's foreshadowing that she's going to get pregnant for sure. For when, sure. When she yeah. least expects it. Cause she thinks it's impossible. Earlier when, when you said, you know, you raised the question of whether we don't even know if Jer- Jorah can even have kids. I, I didn't want to like, you know, interrupt, but I'm like, do we, do we even know like his stones John, turned to stone? Maybe <laughs> like if John, like he's a white, he's a fire white. I think, no, wait, I'm sorry. I'm getting him confused with because. Um, George has said that Beric is a fire white. Right. So that and, means that John potentially is a fire white as well, since he's been revived by the R'hllor, the Lord of Light, yeah. apparently, you know, from what we, what it seems. So in that case, like, do, does a fire white have a heartbeat? Are they animated by necromancy? Are they actually alive? It's a good question. Is, yeah. I mean, is and, he you know, capable of, 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 you know, is he potent or is he? I mean, apparently he can get it up. So he, you know, <laughs> would indicate blood flow. Blood, so, you know. Like, how could you say, oh, you still need to bend the knee? Like, there are a hundred thousand dead people, like, trying to kill us. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a moot point at this point, I think, in Danny's mind. It's like, whatever. We, we, I have three dragons. I just pummeled them. Yes, I lost one because we didn't realize that, you know, the, Night King was an Olympic javelin. <laughs> ice javelin. <bro. laughs> ice javelin. Um, she is like, we're going to do it together. You have my word. Do it together. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she says. She literally says, we're going to do it together. <laughs> we're going to do it together. Yes, you are a girlfriend. <laughs> He's like, thank you, Danny. And she goes, oh, Danny, who was the last person who called me that? I'm not sure. Was I know it my who it was. It was George R.R. R. Martin, 1,138 yeah. times in the first five books of A Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. And she goes, oh, Danny, who was the last person who called me that? I'm not sure. Was it my brother? I know who it was. It was George R.R. R. Martin, 1,138 yeah. times in the first five books of A Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> precisely you can go to a search of ice and com and you can search for any word or combination of words and it'll 
pop up matches from uh, from the from whatever books you select, whether it's the Dunkin' Egg novellas, Game of Thrones, Clash of Kings, etc. So I just went in and typed Danny, searched for it for the five for the five books that have been released, the main five, and it's one thousand one hundred thirty eight times that he says Danny. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Don't walk me out. <laughs> <laughs> Another soundbite. Yes. Don't lock me out. Listen, <laughs> don't lock me in the garage again, please. Uh, <laughs> I'm losing my mind, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daisy. Yeah, just when I think I'd like come uh, like thought over like every possible like tinfoil thing and come come to a conclusion about it, like Rachel throws that <laughs> tinfoil monkey wrench into things. I'm like, wow, I don't what I think Did about this. Did I guy. find tinfoil? Yes, you told me you would you were gonna give me a piece of tinfoil and you, you have. Like this is black metal versus power metal, and it's just like I even <laughs> see this like set up. There's like oh diving and like pyrotechnics and like you know dragons flying in and just. Uh, it, it just so who's feels black like metal and who's power metal? Well, power metal is obviously the heroes. They're just like you know singing in their like falsetto voices and saying death to false metal, and then obviously the Night King and his. Are black metal. Nothing's more power metal than dragons. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, that is totally power metal. And then nothing's more black metal than having an army of corpses and right. like you know, like demonic, like Norwegian folklore inspired, like dudes. Yeah, you could say black metal, or you could say death metal. <laughs> death metal. Uh, see, death metal. I think that's more like uh, Gregor. That's like- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. I can see that. So where were we with your number one? Um, I'm just talking about how, how metal it is. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Get that overhead shot where they're all just enclosing in on that little island. Just I'm surprised everywhere. they didn't like rush them. Well, if they had, then there's a possibility that all that weight would have created another break in the ice. So does this mm. indicate that they have some type of consciousness? Well, Patrick was suggesting that they're essentially like a hive mind controlled by the, the night, night, night King. King. Yeah. yeah. The way, the way that Bran was uh, skin changing into a whole flock of ravens in the last episode. It's like warging, but with dead things, basically you're, yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Necro warging. <laughs> there you Necro-warging. go. Oh, that—that's a black metal song right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> totally. They're, he's like getting dragged into that hole, and they're like coming up out of the out of the water and like grabbing on his legs and pulling him, and he's like, ah, 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 as he's getting like dragged into the hole. Oh, and it, no, it reminded it's so me. In the, <laughs> it reminded me of this scene in the Brave Little Toaster. Where, where Blanky is getting eaten by mice and like dragged into like their little underground lair, and he's like, "No!" And they're like pulling him down. Help me! Help! They're killing me! Hey, you leave him alone. Uh, do you remember Brave Little Toaster? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I, I know. I've seen that. It's been so long. I don't remember the scene, but I remember being very moved by that film when I saw it. It's such thing. a good movie, man. God, a tor- is Tormund, so he's blanky. He's blanky, yeah. He's blanky. <laughs> <laughs> and think about this. This is Sandor's first time seeing a dragon. And yeah. even though they breathe fire, he doesn't freak out. Good for you, Sandor. He keeps it together and climbs on top of this fire beast. 
um, which I thought literally fire made flesh. Yeah. I had to give him credit for that. Um, staying on, staying focused here and overcoming his fear. And the night King pulls back his arm and, and gets ready to launch that javelin and just whips it. And that thing just, wow. Like really, really launches. (laughs) And it's like, uh, it it launches into his neck as he's breathing fire. So it sort of explodes because of the fire that's coming out yeah all the fire like shoots out of the hole in his neck and it like oh it's like like you know those famous pictures of like a plane with it's like it's engine on fire like falling into the ocean yeah. in world war ii or something like that it's oh, like man. yeah it's like with a dragon version of that as his fire is like seeping through the the bullet hole essentially the javelin hole in his neck okay check this out so Remember how, like, when they were back at Dragonstone and Danny was asking John, she's like, so, you know, they're named after my brothers. So you've lost two brothers, too. Right. Like, this scene, basically, this is Rickon and Ramsey all over again. Oh, this is, man. This oh, is Rickon not, or this is Viserion not knowing how to zigzag. zigzag. And, and this is the Night King. Oh, just, fuck. Just takes him out. And then John looks right at him and charges and completely, again, completely loses his composure. Yep. You know, he pokes a dragon. Yeah. And so if, if, as if losing Viserion wasn't bad enough, like Danny is fucking devastated at the thought of yeah. losing John also like only she could survive the Dosh Colleen being set ablaze or stepping into Drogo's pyre. What could anybody else have possibly survived being dunked into the ice water? sub-zero temperatures north of the wall and then coming out still soaked in all of his 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 furs and being thrust onto a horse and dealing with the wind chill on the journey back to to east watch like is anybody else capable of surviving that i mean no No. it's a miracle that john survives here and so i think that yeah just realized he like because she was like reborn in fire both times twice and like when he was stabbed by the Night's Watch, he on the lay ice. dead, like bleeding out in the snow. Yeah. And now he's like beneath like the frozen ice. Yeah. So, like, and, yeah. and the other, like at Castle Black, he's basically attached to the wall, which is a giant hunk of ice, you know, where he was yeah. revived. So like she's reborn in fire. He's reborn in ice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Twice. Both so of them. Crazy. Yeah. So crazy. There's some who say that Kit Harrington and Amelia Clark can't act like, and I'm like, fuck you. Cause like, look at scene, like, look at that scene. Yeah. Like, dude, there's some of the, yeah. they're awesome on this show. Like I love both of their yeah. performances big time. Very nuanced. It's just that they're uh-huh. so nuanced that some people maybe can't like pick up on the nuances. They think that they're just like doing nothing, but they're, they're just slight, yeah. slight things that make such a huge difference, you know? Totally. Totally. Yeah. And there's also this idea of the neutral mask where the main characters sort of shows less emotion because you want him to appeal. You want to be able to sort of insert yourself. Right. Into you want, the yeah, exactly. You want to project onto him and feel relatable. Yeah. And there's also like, you know, the idea that sometimes the, the characters acting in between aneurysms and nobody knows about it until dude. It holy shit. You hear about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You posted it. Yeah. For any listeners out there that were unaware, apparently immediately after wrapping season one and at some other point, which I, I didn't get that far in the article, Amelia Clark suffered 
an aneurysm in her brain and was hospitalized and nearly died. And it's like a miracle that, um, that she returned to full brain function and was like, not completely like had her life ruined by, by these two successive aneurysms that she suffered. Um, I mean, we're lucky to even have, you know, to have retained the mother of dragons for this entire series. It's like, Oh, that article was so crazy. It was horrifying. I've seen people like posting online, like scenes that are just like, you know, in retrospect, she gave this speech like in between, like in the midst of like brain surgery or whatever. Yeah. She had brain surgery, man. Like, Oh my God. You gotta like give her credit for just like how tough she is. Like it's a rigorous shooting this show. Like they shoot like 200 something days a year. It's like, man, you got to give her a lot of credit for pulling it together and powering through like her, the strength of her character Daenerys is like reflected by Amelia Clark's strength. as a person. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So they see this one horse and Danny's looking down from the outpost and she knows it's John, you know, (laughs) like it's gotta be John. Right. When he's like hunched over that horse, yeah, he's, he's just not like even like standing. Just like the way he returns to Castle Black after Igrit shoots him three times yeah. with arrows, right? Slumped over the horse. Yeah, that's just, so true. He just can't make it back to get to the wall and fully intact. <laughs> yeah. He's like stripped butt naked in front of her and, and she has sees. a stab wound in his heart and like five other stab wounds in his gut. And she's just like, what on earth? She's like, this is impossible. This is impossible. She is feeling now the way that everybody else felt when they like watch her come out of the flames. Yes. But she's in that position now, just in awe of somebody else who's survived a miracle. Like, yeah, that's so cool. She's in the footsteps, in the shoes of like the way Dario was or the way Jorah was when she stepped out of the fire. That's so fucking cool. Wow. It's yeah. her turn now. It's her turn to feel what it feels like to watch to witness something a that's not supposed to happen yeah. happen. Yeah. Simultaneously admiring somebody's making Oh my god, it fell <laughs> out of my chair. <laughs> Why? I was leaning back in it and it's just kind of slipped out from my face. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry. That's funny. <laughs> oh oh damn. man. So yeah. There's another blip for you, Duncan. Uh, yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so we get Gendry then who <laughs> gets to confront Thoros and the, the brotherhood. <laughs> and uh, Thoros is like, you still mad at us, boy? He's like, you sold me to a witch. Yeah, I'm still fucking mad at you. And Even I, though she stripped me naked and <laughs> sat so on funny. me and then put a leech on my dick. Uh, I like Thoros though. He's like, he's like, she's a priestess, but. Yeah, I'll admit there's a subtle, it's a subtle distinction between witch and priestess when it comes to the Lord of Light. (laughs) Hilarious. Like, I mean, what is the difference? I really thought Thoros like patted him on the ass, like after he gave. (laughs) And I'm not, I'm still not certain that he didn't because you don't really see below the waist, but (laughs) he slaps him on the back and then kind of like brushes aside at him. Like, like tickled, tickled his butt hairs. 
Ed does. Then it cuts to Sandor who sees that mountain like an arrowhead in the distance. And he's like, that's it. That's what I saw in the fire. And that mountain is huge and way taller than all the surrounding peaks. And it has those those horizontal striations, those lines like layers. It almost looks like the layers of the wall or it looks like steps to a pyramid. It looks just like Mount Kailash. So this first red shirt starts running back to the crew, running from the bear. And that bear must be really fast because it runs out to the side and just appears out of nowhere and just murks this guy from from the side like a velociraptor. I was like, okay, it was in front of him and now it's like off to the side of him. Yeah, bears are really fast, though. They run like 20 plus miles an hour. I think the Night King is Tywin. <laughs> yeah, she'll be. I'm just saying she'll remind him there's, of her father. There's her my tinfoil for the evening. <laughs> nice. Oh man, and I haven't really noticed that until this rewatch. Like especially starting in Battle of the Bastards, there's this darker undercurrent of Sansa that isn't really explicitly like overtly communicated, but it's there if you really look for it. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Damn, so that's intense. Yeah. Back in Bravos, before I got my first face, there's this game I used to play, the game of faces. It's simple. You know, I ask a question about yourself, and you try to make a lie sound like the truth. And Sansa's like, I'm not playing this fucking game. This is this is scary. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this is bullshit. You better be cool, otherwise you could just disappear. You know <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, the way that they shoot this scene, your eye is, there's like this misdirection going on where like, you know, the way that all these people complained about like, where did those chains come from? Like they show an overhead shot where like way off to the side, there's that little dock. And then they show this profile of the dragon being dragged by the chains. Like, and the there's like this like extreme like um, perspective where the the dock is right in front of your face going as the dragon goes past it. And all these people, nobody noticed that dock that has those chains on it. That looks just like the docks at hard home, by the way. Interesting. So I refute your refuting. No, because I refute that. (laughs) Look, mommy, the dragon eye is blue. (laughs) Nice. It is pretty cool. I was like, yeah, it's blue, buddy. Good job. So, so yeah, I, I just thought that was interesting that he gives a, more of a personal touch to Viserion and it took a few seconds for Viserion to wake up. So maybe, maybe it was necessary. Maybe it's just like harder to resurrect a dragon and he needed to touch it. And for a few seconds, I think it's like the combination of the, I, the ice and fire magic together, I think sort of like amplified his powers, which makes his projection of the flames out of his, the blue flames out of his mouth, mouth next episode. So overwhelmingly powerful. Know what I mean? Quite possibly. <laughs> my eleven at night Raven Skull. Mm, it's my two six two eighteen in the morning Raven Skull. I know you guys like seriously. What the fuck? It's way too <laughs> late for you guys to be awake right now. It's your fault, West Coaster. <laughs> um, hey, hey. We usually wrap it up way sooner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Y'all know <clears throat> fault it is, and I do not apologize. Uh, Gendry might be the world's slowest rower, but man, can he run a marathon? <laughs> totally. Damn. Because I'm usually su- super valley girl. I'm like, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. 
All right, that's our show, episode 108. Thanks for listening, everybody. Seven blessings, Sir Patrick, for joining us this evening. Yeah. We loved having you on tonight. Totally. Oh, really? Always <laughs> good to have you, man. Hope I didn't derail the show too much. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Said a lot more. It'll be a yeah. I, you made some really really cool points, man. Really cool points for yeah, sure. Always always really fun stuff. And a huge thank you to John Bailey, the epic voice guy from the Emmy-nominated Honest Trailers, for announcing our show. If you'd like to donate or subscribe to support us, you can go to paypal.me slash gompodcast or patreon.com slash gompodcast to donate an amount of your choosing. There are links to both at gameofmicrophones.com. Doing some online shopping? Go to gameofmicrophones.com and click on our link to Amazon. As an Amazon associate, we earn from qualifying purchases. Any contribution you make helps, and you can help secure the continued existence of GOM. We'd like to thank our patrons, Sir Matthew of House Rep, Lady Lucy of House Roberts, Lady Candace of House Twos, Lady Terry of House Theodore, Lord Jeff of House Allen, Sirenicide, Lord John of House Grills, Lord Jeremiah of House Carpenter, and Luke, the Low Duke. We love you guys and appreciate your patronage. And another thank you to Lord Bryson of House Wolf for your generous donation. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. We love you so much. Definitely. And make sure to check out Sirenicide, the serialized horror drama podcast featuring me and Archmaster Stitches. Go to Sirenicide.com and download it wherever you get your podcasts. We also want to give a huge thanks to Lady Lisa of House Guy, High Romancer. She has been super clutch behind the scenes working to get our website GameOfMicrophones.com up and running. She's also an incredibly skilled artist, so check out her amazingly illustrated book, The People You May See, available now on Amazon.com. It's prime eligible, too. And you guys, seriously, I have a two-year-old. He loves it. Right? Totally. Go out and buy it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You can check all of her work out at fineartsbylisa.com. She's also on Instagram and Facebook, slash fineartsbylisa. Um, Next up, we'll be covering the season seven finale, The Dragon and the Wolf. Give it a watch and send us your thoughts. We'd love to read them on air. Fuck yeah. And interestingly about the dragon and the wolf, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it next episode, but obviously right off the bat, you hear the dragon and the wolf and you think about Daenerys Targaryen and Jon Snow, right? Mm. But also, yes, we do. Yeah. But also next episode is the revelation that Jon himself is technically the dragon and the wolf combined as we learn his true what? heritage of, of being both a Stark and a Targaryen, right? So it could refer to both of them as a couple as they get together for the first time, or it could just be referring to John, who is both the dragon and the wolf. Or it could be referring to Ghost, who is actually a dragon living a second life as a wolf because he can ward. <laughs> Wait, so dra- which dragon would he be living the second life? I don't know. One of them. <laughs> Viserion is ported into into Ghost. That'd be cool. Uh, he was. Uh, he could be Balerion. He could be Eris. Damn. Big Ar- Balerion the Black Dread, coolest dragon ever. <laughs> there, there's a part in the books where Ghost actually wargs John. <laughs> you don't see that. If, you don't see the other wolves doing that. There's a part where John <laughs> gets warged by Ghost. I'm not kidding. 
he's like thinking and then like suddenly he's thinking about like tasting like somebody's blood in his mouth and like oh really he just wants to stomp on their flesh and i mean like, oh, i know no. that happens to brand by being used to being warging into summer <laughs> it's hilarious all right if you'd like to call us, you can always call us at 813-563-3739. That's 813-JOFFREY. If you would like to write in, you can email us at ravens at gameofmicrophones.com. Check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash podcast. Imp slap. <laughs> you can... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You can also listen to Game of Microphones on YouTube, BitChute, and Steemit. Just search for Game of Microphones to find our channel. Likes, comments, and shares are greatly appreciated. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Minds at GOM Podcast. And we're on Tumblr, too, at Game of Microphones. All right, that's our show. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. You have to keep moving. That's the secret. Walking's good. Fighting's better. Fucking's best. There's not a living woman within a hundred miles of here. We'll have to make do with what we've got. I've traveled to a bunch of random places and random countries. But as a Midwestern guy, I recently have been falling in love with what the more rugged parts of America have to offer to all of us before they're gone. Team Age Productions and Powers Media House presents Beautiful America, a musical documentary series with all original content. Explore the southwest of America and indulge in some places you've heard of and plenty more that you certainly have not. Cooking under the stars and below freezing temps of Death Valley. 4K drone footage of one of the most insane monoliths on Earth. Driving in abandoned mines, cliffs, canyons, and wild times. Check it out. Team Age Productions on Facebook and YouTube. That's T-E-A-M-A-G-E Productions. Beautiful America. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.